Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How are you doing, Phil? I am doing pretty good. We just had a big dinner of Mary Brown's chicken, which is which is Kentucky Fried Chicken, except uh, done Newfoundland style. And uh, oh. because today is the second anniversary of moving out to our new home in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. Yay! In Toronto. Well, so, ha- yeah. Happy anniversary. That's cool. I know. Mary uh, Brown's chicken. Never tried it. It's like what uh, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken used to be when it was good. Okay, because yeah. last time I had Kentucky Fried Chicken, it really upset my tummy, and I haven't had it since. That was like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it used to be really good, but it's not, not so, not mm. so great now. But, All right, fair enough. So very Brown's Chicken, try it out. All right, so. They're not sponsoring us, but. No, they should be. <laughs> okay, so uh, for all you folks out there, please send your comments, questions, fried chicken recommendations um to at song talk radio on facebook or instagram uh feedback at songtalk.ca for the email and we'll share your thoughts on the show and please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode to find links to resources we mentioned and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs that we feature tonight we're happy to welcome singer songwriter darren james Darren James is a multi-instrumentalist, singer-songwriter, and producer known for his distinctive gravelly voice, thoughtful lyrics, and soulful musicianship. His eclectic production style encompasses a growing range of influences, often fusing gritty, bluesy guitar playing with rustic acoustic elements of Americana and soul-style Hammond organ and horns. His new album, See Right Through, is his fourth full-length record, formerly as the Darren James Band, and also his most personal collection in recent years. Throughout the record, James expresses feelings of love and loss set within a soundscape that pushes against the edges of folk music with its textured flourishes of horns, vintage keyboards, and synthesizers. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, Darren James. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on the show, Darren. And uh, before we get uh, into diving deep on one of Darren's songs, um, I want to alert our listeners to this songwriting scam that I heard about on the uh, on the social on the social medias. Um, there is an article that we're going to post on our on our uh, show post for this episode. It says, "Don't fall for this songwriting scam." Um, it's on a website called Aries. Ari's take.com. Um, Ari Hurston is a music journalist, sounds like, and a musician. Um, and he's talking about this scam that goes around on Instagram, Facebook, um, places like that, where, where someone posts and says, you know, I'm looking for a songwriter. And, you know, I have a birthday coming up for my kid or whatever, and I'll commission, I want to commission a songwriter to write a song for my kid's birthday or whatever. And 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 someone gets in touch with them. A songwriter gets in touch with them. Says, oh, "I'd be happy to help you out." And they go back and forth. You know, what's the kid's name? You know, find out a little bit more about about the project and that sort of thing. And then and then the scam start. The scam start. Sam stuff starts. Yeah. <laughs> Sam scam part it. starts. <laughs> Twister. Um, so what they'll do is this: they they say, "Okay, well, I'll we'll pay you five hundred dollars, for example, and we'll I'll forward you three hundred now, and then two hundred when the song is finished, and you send me the completed recording or whatever, right?" 
And you agree to that. And but then, you know, a few hours later, the person messages you back and says, oh, my assistant made a mistake. They actually wrote out a a digital check for you for three thousand dollars, not three hundred for the deposit. So and, and unfortunately, we can't reverse the check. So the deposit's already gone through. Would you mind just keeping the 300 and sending us back $2,700, right? And of course, they're using some like weirdo uh, payment service, like not PayPal, not, not the usual mm, sort of yeah. things, right? With, with, the, with the checks and balances all in place and that sort of thing, right? So basically, and, and, and then of course, once you send the $2,700 back, then they ghost you, right? So you're out 2700 bucks for, for, you know, essentially nothing yeah um so yeah and and it's interesting on the article too it's like 30 some odd people below posting yeah it happened to me happened to me or didn't fall for it <laughs> or maybe i did fall for it and all sorts of sorts of uh, craziness but i guess it, it happens to photographers artists you know anyone anyone in the arts community um you know some people mm. are, are going after that amazing i mean poor starving artists we're going after poor starving artists now <laughs> what that's just awful yeah. Do we have anyone asking for anything over the internet? I mean, it's just, <laughs> oh, I've, yeah. had, I've had been a victim of identity theft. Oh, really? Notified that, that somebody filed a claim in my name, like a, like a worker's compensation type thing. And then I was getting all these junk mails for all these different credit card applications. And it happened oh, to be the same week. And actually a local DA was getting junk mail in my name somehow, like in her, she like caught it too. Like she must <laughs> nice. have investigated people or something. She somehow caught it. I was notified, so yes. Holy cow! Careful with all that stuff. (laughs) It's a crazy world out there. You gotta be, you gotta be vigilant. There's lots of scams, um, especially um, young, targeting young songwriters um, or people or young artists who, you know, are trying to build their career. And sometimes you're a bit desperate for any kind of response. And um, yeah, these people will definitely target you. Um, they've targeted my business a couple of times. They've, oh, really? uh, yeah, they've, um, you know, they, they make these sort of statements. Well, I'm pretty good about, uh, sniffing those things out. So I generally, um, you know, cut, cut it off. I might screw with them for a while. Cause that's, kind <laughs> of fun. um, you know, just, um, it's like when they used to, uh, those guys used to call up and say they're, they were calling from windows oh. and uh, that they you had some problem with your computer which i always thought was pretty funny they were calling from windows yeah considering you're um, a mac user <laughs> yeah so i would just you know they'd say oh you have to open up uh, open up windows and so I'd, op- I'd open up a window and i'd keep them on until for you know as long as i possibly could until they got ticked off and left um <laughs> yeah whenever you musicians do- get preyed upon too there's a little bit of i mean there's a lot of hmm. that that aren't even scams that are just you kind of piss your money down the drain on, you know, like people who offer, they're going to do publicity or playlisting. Mm. There's all oh, these, right, you know, right. all yeah. these services out there. And yeah, I've, I've, I've had regrets. You know, I wouldn't say scammed, but I would, I definitely had regrets. Yeah, yeah. You know, in services that I've employed thinking I might get something that yeah. I've, I, I've, I've seen that. I've seen something like that on some of the Facebook groups I'm on where it's like, like post your links below or send me your song and I'll get it. Yeah, promote it on. Radio. Yeah, I've never done radio. those. Those are new. That's a whole new, I think. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I'm promoted on this page. And then you're like, anyone who's trying to promote something, they're going after you. And those those might just be bots. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, I get the feeling like there's bots or whatever. But. And then there's these people who, who will put you on, get you on playlists for money. Hmm. And, you know, I've, 
I'm not even sure the playlists are, you know, connected to real people or if they're just being listened to by bots or, mm. you know, it's most of those things are scams and you probably should avoid those. Yeah. If it smells fishy, it probably is. Yeah. Because the, 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 the post that I saw this on was on the songwriters group on, on Facebook and, and, and people were even replying and said, yeah, send me a DM. I'd be happy to help. I may help. And finally, someone down the chain was like, hold on, you guys. <laughs> a breath here. This is probably a scam. And, and here's a link to an article. And that's when I, that's when I read that. It was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, sometimes you do have to spend money in the music industry, like, you know, hiring a producer, for instance, or getting good, uh, getting good photos which I've always maintained uh, good photos you can use for, for a decade. Lord knows I know lots of people who've used uh, their great band photos for, for many years after they no longer look like that. Um, so good, you know, good photos will definitely pay for themselves. But uh, you do have to be careful. There's people who will take your money, and, and whether or not they intended to screw you over, I there may be a bit of questions about that, but um, you know, definitely be be careful of their kids. It's going to be yeah. uh, you've got money and people want it. Yeah, but like we said before, you said this Phil many times. It's a, it's a, it is a people business. So the more you yeah. get, the more you build these connections through people you know and references and that yes. sort of thing, you're probably better off than answering some anonymous message on social media. Yeah. Well, I get um, if I ever put anything up on my SoundCloud, I always get. Tons of messages saying, "Oh, what a great track! I can, I can yeah. you know, get your get your track all over everything." And I'm thinking, you probably didn't even listen to it. Yeah, I think the first the first time I posted something on SoundCloud, I was like, "Wow, that's oh, wait a minute, <laughs> that's great for like a minute." I'm like, "Oh, hold on." <laughs> well, if uh, out there in in Radio Land, if you've uh, been scammed, let us know because uh, maybe you you've come across something unique. And we can mm-hmm. share it with our listeners and prevent it other people from being taken advantage of. Yeah, yeah. The more you know, the more you keep safe then. Indeed. Okie dokie. All right. Look forward to hearing those messages too. Yeah. Um <laughs> please no no scam messages. No <laughs> don't 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 scam about you being scammed. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's get started uh, the show now by uh, listening to Darren's new song, When You're With Me. And remember, folks, the lyric sheet is available on the website, songtalk.ca, so you can follow the bouncing ball.
cool. Great, great tune. I love the verses. Uh, the verse is really interesting. You have four stanzas. Um, stanza one and two are basically repeats, but then you have a variation on stanza three and four, which is so cool. And it's it's the same you know, every time you went through the verse, basically. But having you know those four stanzas in a verse, very often people would just have the same melody all the way through on each each revolution of the verse. But because you have the first first two, and then you have the second two stanzas and their variations on um, on that theme, it really like it's a long verse. But it doesn't make it see. It makes it seem like it's a short verse because you've got that variation, and that's always. It's something I've always struggled with: is where do you put that variation? Because you need a certain amount of repetition for the variation to be a variation. So if you have like A and then a variation on B, then B's not really a variation, you know. So this works out great because you have A, you have A A, and then you have B and C, and B and C are the very melodic variation on on the A stanza. And that is so cool. And it makes, I mean, this is a long song. It's four, four fifty. Yeah, it's four fifty, which is really, mm. you know, long these days. But it didn't seem long because you had uh, variations, but they're also familiar because you set them out. It's a really wonderfully constructed song. And there's a solo, mm. you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not a short not solo. Many solos. There's not many <laughs> solos in, uh, and music, well, I want to ask, it is a long song and something I'm always, I don't know why I've gotten worried about it in the last little while, but my songs being too long. And I don't think this is too long because you have enough stuff to keep people in, interested. But do you worry about that some people might think it's too long in this world of two minute songs we seem to be getting into? Yes. Uh, however, on this album, I, I kind of, threw all that out the window and that it's, I, I thought about it as being more, um, there's a couple of shorter songs and then there's a couple faster pace. Like this is, this opens the record. It's kind of faster, even though it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, the album is kind of a slower album and there's a lot of, I would say there's songs of sort of, it starts off with this sort of more love song kind of idea, but even under the surface, you know, the, the bridges are kind of darker, you know, and there's like, I, I kind of am, singing a love song and then I kind of subvert it by there's a sense of something that was lost. That's the kind of thing we used to dream or we used to sing. Yeah, and I yeah. repeat that kind of thing in the bridge. And so uh, some of the songs on the album are very uh, like they're more, they're even longer and they're kind of more, you know, I, I, I tended to even just have some songs with instrumental verses right? in the, in the, without the yeah. guitar. Oh, really? I, I wanted to have almost a patience because you're telling a story and, and I tend to have a lot of lyrics and, and sometimes mm -hmm. I overwrite and I, as part of the process is once I have that, this song, I didn't, and I, I felt like this song really came together, but some of my songs I've, I've had, I might write six or seven verses and realize that, Oh my gosh, that's just eight minutes. <laughs> if, I, if I sing all those <laughs> and I end up having to edit in which I, it's, yeah. it's hard sometimes when you, when you like, you feel like, well, that verse is about this thing. And this verse maybe is expressing this thing and you feel bad cutting off, certain verses. So mm. I tend to make that, I would say, you know, it, it's probably typical of me to have my songs be a little too long. <laughs> I want extra words. But, you know, I, 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 I grew up on Bob Dylan, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's when you take some of those verses and, and write a different song based on those. 
But uh, <laughs> so what you were saying is true too. Like I, I tend to start this one. I really wrote the the verses with that rhythm and that same motif in mind. It starts. You don't have to say things you don't mean. You don't have to say a thing. And then I always started that whole verse with you don't have to. You know, you can always not maybe not the same words, but you mm -hmm. can always. It's almost like so. I'm I'm kind of talking to this person. And, and I have other, another song on the album that's really a love song, like written to my wife, and it's very literal and very kind of just about love or whatever. But this song is kind of, it's almost like some of the lines I could be singing to my kids or a friend mm -hmm. or something. Like, you can always be yourself. You don't have to think about the past, you know. It's mm -hmm. kind of about being present and with, in the moment and stuff. But um, so every verse kind of has that same structure. Every line in the verse kind of starts with that idea and then in the end i'm saying you know you don't have to be on time you don't have to be aligned with anything you don't have to you know uh you can always just be yourself you know that's kind of how i end each verse is you, you can tell me any dream or you know you don't have to change a thing about yourself so i kind of it's almost like a list you know but it's mm -hmm. like you're listing what you have when you start off once you have that kind of start it starts to kind of be easier to come up with ideas and once you have the rhythm and so I tend to write rhythmically once I have mm. a couple lines written. I kind of keep those lines in my head and I write to that rhythm because I know that it'll work with the chords and stuff. And then the bridge or the chorus, whatever, I mean, there, this is kind of more of an A, B, A, B kind of song. And then it's A mm. solo, the sec solo sections over the A, and then it, the B section again with the bridge. So the solo goes into the bridge, I guess. Mm -hmm. B section. Yeah, yeah. The, the B section has its own pattern, and then I just kind of I, I repeated that pattern on the B section. So it's, you know, when I once I kind of came up with those changes, you know, for me to come up with lyrics that sort of went with that, I often look at the first verse I write, and then I feel like it's, I'm not just substituting words, but I'm trying to come up with just something in the same rhythm that rolls off the tongue in the same way or a similar way, so it keeps the same tune. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things I first noticed about the song that I really like is that, I mean, as much as, I mean, I think you even said in your intro, sort of genre bending, because it is a little bit country, it is a little bit folky, but to me, it's actually really Beatlesque because because of the structure of it. Your title is in your verse, and then your B section, which which kind of functionally works like a bridge should, except that there's, there's two of them. <laughs> Right. So it's not it's not, it's not a, a bridge. Well, there's actually three of them. Yeah. Sorry. Right. And then, you know, like like it and, and, and the title's not in there, even though that's the that's where the chorus would fall in a in a pop song writing style or format. Um, so it's really, really interesting in, in, in that sense, because because just like any any of those old Beatles songs, like it's hooky from top to bottom and the melodies are, are captivating. And the, well, sorry, the, you, you say the Beatles, too, because the the intro riff I really thought of kind of when I strummed it and recorded it was more like a almost like a Johnny Cash just going yeah so it kind of comes in as like a country song but I I specifically told the bassist you know we were talking about the bass lines and I love Paul McCartney that kind of and he does it almost in that you hear kind of in that song yeah yeah got a little bit of that bubbly kind of Paul McCartney sound it's not straight do 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 you know if it was country it would kind of be or even bluegrassy, it would just have that kind of straighter rhythm. So mm -hmm. you kind of we we were conscious of that when we when we were recording it. That's cool. Bit.
And, and the other thing that I love about this that you you, you kind of hinted at it when you're talking a minute ago about about you got your you got your structure and then you can play around with it, right? You got your rhythm and your and the and the tone of the line and the tone of the yeah the tone of the lines because what's really interesting about this is you're with me. Don't say a thing. Me free me thing thing thing, and then even your B section leaves thing rain pain. Right. It's all ease and I sounds. Right. And then when you get to looking for a laugh in this comedy of pain, that's when you introduce the legato, the really, really legato, like the, the melisma stuff, pain. And you, and, you, and you play around with pain on that one on that one vowel sound on the A sound. And when you and when you did it in the second B section, looking for Ryan for my dystopian refrain, I think you did it again. But then in the in the, in the third one, the stress were in you didn't you didn't do a long note on the in. You yeah. just went you just I went did stressed. Two lines, I did in the mess and the stress for it. So and then yeah, the mess and the stress. Yeah, you got yeah. the internal rhyme thing going there. But I find it really interesting how it's very, very consistent with the E's and the I's as vowel sounds for almost every single line. But every once in a while you just drop in an A or an O. Right. And it's it's the sort of thing where like like singing singing A's and O's with long notes or multiple notes per for the one syllable, you can do it. But you wouldn't necessarily do that with an E or an I. It's a little, it's a little more grating. Usually, you, usually, there's something I learned not too long ago, actually, that singers will tend to, if you're going to extend an I or an E, you actually morph it into more of an A sound by the time you're, by the time you're finished with it, if you're going to do a really long um, stringy note. So, so, I mean, in terms, of, in terms of the craftsmanship of this, I just love that. <laughs> it's just really, really consistent with enough variety and enough changes and the solo and and the, and the groove is fantastic thank you it's, it's funny because as a guitarist it's pretty textbook i mean it starts in e chord you know just straight up yeah. first chord, chord you learn and then it goes the bridge you know the b section it goes to the c sharp minor which you know it's just kind of predictable yeah but you know it kind of walks down and it you know the it goes from having a b minor with the e to having a b major so there's a little Little change mm -hmm. there in the in the key signature, I guess, if if there was one, sure. um, because the the first riff is E to B minor to A, and mm -hmm. then the bridge is C sharp minor B major A major. Mm, nice. Yeah, playing around with the, the major and the minor is a really effective little way of, um, you know, adding a bit of flavor without uh, pulling the song too far off of its base. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a wonderful thing. So if you're out there playing a, um, you know, playing your song, try throwing in a, a minor or a major, just to to see what it does to your melody, because it will open up some other uh, possibility. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in this example, it's like it's it's major, it's the relative minor in the in the in the B section, but of course you go back to the major five, which is which is the nice yeah. the nice opening up, and then and then that's what and that's part of what anyway what makes the song sound kind of bright. And and almost poppy in in that sense because the melodies are very they're very sing songy, right? And the overall message, even though the you say the B parts do get a little dark, they, they I think overall it's light. It's not dark. It's a pretty and I, I love the fact that you say it's a you say it's a love song, but it's not it's not a romantic love song, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's sort of an affirming support you kind of love song, right? Which is which there's is a little bit of playfulness in those dark moments in the song because. There's almost like a little meta thing going on because I'm talking about writing a song. I, you know, 
sunlight through the trees. I think I say like that's or no, I say uh, yeah, that's the type of thing we used to sing. Mm-hmm. And then I say later like I'm trying to come up with a rhyme. You know, I'm looking for a rhyme for the dystopian. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of talking about the writing in those in those B sections. I'm kind of mm. a little bit self you know referential. Yeah. Right, right, and then that's where you get a little, and that's where you get a little more image driven because the because the verses are very, they're very, they're they're very tell, yeah, they're, they're they're very literal and tell, and and this is just this is just me laying it yeah. down. I'm joking about you know it's dystopian with the nuclear rain, and then I'm like fighting yeah. dragons again, but it's like you kind of know what I'm talking about. I'm not, you yeah, know, I, I like to, you know, throw a little bit of a curveball in there. <laughs> it's not. Now, if I were just saying about more about how I love them during the bridge, I felt like that would be kind of getting corny or something. So I made it, I made it darker. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think I think it's I think it's a great choice. I think it's a great choice. And it's nice to have subject matter which isn't just like all about me or what I'm doing or you know. There's a it's a positive song sort of going out to other people, which is a nice change as opposed to a song about someone who hurts you or someone who ticks you off or something, you know, it's a, it's a nice change, I think. Was this a song, do you start off usually with lyrics and then do the music or are you, uh, so, um, often it's the chords and the tune itself that I kind of, I come up with usually on the guitar or some of this record was on piano, but, um, it's, it's often I make up a verse sort of, it just comes out, um, and it's it's often improvised, and sometimes I I I just I grab a phone or I yeah I record I write I write it down, and more and more I use the phone because I used to write down a lot of lyrics and I would forget what the tune was by the time mm. I came back. So oh, really? Now I just write I just I'll voice memo the the, the the song the first verse, and often that first verse once I if I if I come up with it without my guitar which I you know sometimes it's like you're walking or you're driving or something, and I'll grab the phone if it's, if it's something I like and it comes to me kind of. But it's usually just one one verse, one little turn of phrase, you know, or one melodic idea, and then, you know, once I kind of okay, that's these chords, then in that first verse, it, it kind of once it exists in that form, then it then I kind of set to, I could be at a cafe somewhere and I just know what those the rhythm is, and so I like start writing another verse to it, and I could write a song over a couple of weeks or, you know, a couple of years even. Sometimes I have I come back to things and write written that last verse that I liked when, when you when, when you record when you record these voice memos you catalog them in some way like do you name them or, or is it just like voice memo one voice memo two and then do you actually you actually go back to them or is, or is it more like you're doing things one song at a time and you just know them no, I have before? a lot of stuff I have I go back to and rediscover stuff all the time but mm-hmm. most of the stuff that I really I'm like oh that's that's catchy I I immediately try to get it into a more of a written down with the chords or something. Right. Because, right. uh, I mean, there's been some songs that I've written just entirely, like, just saying them into the thing, and I, you know, it's like, okay, that's done. Like, I know that I know what those chords are or whatever, and, like, you mm. know, it's easy or funky or something. There aren't that many chords to it. You might, I might come up with something that way. But but often the songs that I, uh, I feel like the, the best lyrics I come up with are when they kind of come up. Like, this song was probably written in one, one sitting, Mm. Uh, maybe two on the maybe a couple extra sittings on the choruses, but it just kind of came out. And often when you when I belabor it, you know, it, I, I can get great stuff. It, it takes a lot t- longer, but a lot, often by the time I record it, by the time I get back to it, there's something that's kind of like it's been sitting there so long, 
Mm. It might not be as fresh with the original intent of the song. Like if you, if it kind of just comes out, sometimes the song has a little better, you know, it makes more sense and stuff. Some of the songs where I've come up with verses and kept building the, the theme, you know, like I said earlier, the, the last verse might change the meaning of the song entirely. It's just like, I was thinking something different that day and I, it came, it worked with the tune, but now I've got these different ideas where they might not make as much sense as the song that I've got the chords and I'm, I'm writing the right, you know, I'm in the moment and I'm writing the, the words to that tune and it kind of spills mm-hmm. out more. Um, so that, that process is usually though the chords first. I have, I have the, the tune, the first verse is written and then I kind of, I kind of replicate that or, you know, come up with the bridge, you know, sometimes the, the chorus bridge thing could be something that I'm trying to work out, but, but often that starts with an improvisation on the guitar. Like I kind of know what chords work together. So if I'm playing something and you kind of just work it out, I kind of work things out that way usually on the instrument. And then that becomes the, the, the structure. So that makes sense. It's like sometimes it's a yeah. tune with the lyrics and maybe an idea of a lyric with the chords. But it's, I always kind of get to the chords and, and then, the, then the lyrics um, come, come at the end, I think. So when, when you do a little voice memo, is it sometimes just a melody and you're just sort of throwing in filler words or just nonsense or whatever? Or, 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 is it, there is, or, or is, I guess sometimes a lyric is fully formed right from the start. Yeah, sometimes it's usually, yeah, it's like a motif. It's like a lyric um, with a tune. By the time, you know, I don't usually just hum into the mic, you know, hum into the, into the, into mm-hmm. the phone. It's like that, that's the kind of thing where I would do that. If I had my guitar or, so, or a piano, then I could improvise something. And I do that too. I improvise, just make stuff up sometimes. And then sometimes that, that can be cool, but, you know, that that helps kind of tap get out of the self conscious mode because when you're mm-hmm. just you know I, speaking and singing, I just saw this interview with a screenwriter who said you know to get a screenplay it's sometimes just best to talk it too because you know what people who talk sound like you know and you, you know what mm-hmm. the pace of people mm-hmm. talking and when you're just singing with your guitar you know what the tune you know you know what a tune with that you could sing with your guitar is kind of gonna come out as. So you could sing gibberish and, you know, if you have that and you can come up with tunes with gibberish, you know, and then you can kind of fill those in. And that's what, like, if you watch the Beatles documentary, you know, the get back stuff, they Mm -hmm. put a lot of gibberish jamming with gibberish. And I think there's a, there's a lot to be said for that when you just kind of just let it out and you might come up with a cool line, you know, that Mm -hmm. wouldn't have come up with with a typewriter or a pen or something. Yeah. 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 Your brain is just unfiltered and sometimes that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm starting to think that it's really important when you do get an inspiration is to capture as much of it as you can. Don't think, oh, I have this idea. That's good. I'll work on it later. Because so often you you miss that original fire from the first idea. And I know that's happened to me quite often. And you know, you, you can get to it eventually, but it's a lot more work. And I think if you can just sit down and get down as much as you can. And with a phone, it's much easier now than it was before. Do that because you will actually wind up with more finished stuff, which I think is the the goal of most of us, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really... Who, right. Sorry, I was just going to say it's really interesting um, 
Darren, every year on the podcast, we do a songwriting challenge that we 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 pose to our to ourselves and to our listeners, and our listeners come in with with their answers to the song. And 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 this year, this year, the song that I wrote actually was struggling a lot with the verses and getting the content right for the verses. And I had a I had a meeting with a, a local singer songwriter who's been a guest on our show before, and a, um and and he sort of looked at my looked at my lyrics and listened to my song and and said, you know, you got a really you got a real uh, tonal shift between the verses and the choruses. And he kind of reminded me of my initial idea for the song. So sometimes sometimes it's a matter of Sometimes it's a matter of, you know, you work at it and you, like you're saying, like you get a little too far from that original impetus, the original inspiration that you had and what the focus was. So we actually, it actually got, got me to get my brain spun back around the other way and, and refocus my attention on what was the original idea and can I push that instead of kind of jamming this other idea on top of it, which is what I kind of did um, in, in my in my first few iterations of this thing, so it's it, it, it's it's interesting to me anyway how 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 things can evolve as you as you work on a song. And, and you're right, Phil. Like the had I when I came up with the original idea for the song, all I all I came up with was a title and 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 the idea. If I'd actually developed it a little bit, then I probably would have got more retained my focus instead of getting distracted. You know, months and months later. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, I, there's a, I know there's a lot of people who write music from lyrics, you know, like, I mean, Elton John, you know, he gets, yeah. he gets the script and then he just sets it to music. And, you know, there's people that, that do it the other way. But, you know, for me, I, I tend to just, I kind of get that kernel of the song, gets stuck in my ear, you know, that's like, that's the song. You know, for me, it's once that's there, then I kind of finish it. I, I don't, I and, I, and I've tried to put poetry to, to music and mm -hmm. I, I had a hard time because a lot of my songs sometimes, and this doesn't have it, but sometimes a song will have strange rhythmic things that when you write the song kind of like if I were to play it solo on acoustic guitar, I might add a, a couple beats in a, in a place that would make sense to me, but it might not make sense if you were writing it down or producing it in the studio, mm -hmm. you know, you, you're singing a line and then you just maybe a couple extra beats here or you do a, you know, a bar of three or something. It's just, it's just kind of strange. And sometimes that all is because the lyrics kind of just dictated that it like, that's just how it is. You know, it's for some reason for me, like sometimes those kind of decisions just kind of, they just kind of seem like it's dictated by the rhythm of the words. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I would like to try that, but I don't have a songwriting partner. I've never worked with anyone else like that. Oh, really? So most of my, yeah, most of my songs kind of come out of that, just that sort of initial, usually like a, like a improvisation or just a, just that little, that little kernel of the tune. Hmm. I guess the, Interesting. You, know, you just, you just don't have, you have an aversion to collaboration or you just, just never happened. You know, I've never um, been in a band like that. You know, I've hmm. been, I've been, I've played in bands as guitarist or as, you know, as, as kind of like a, a member of the band, but I've never been in a band with like another singer, another songwriter that we hmm. really in that way. Hmm. So I actually am working with a, an artist right now that we, we, we kind of have a goal of, of co-writing some stuff. And, and I honestly, uh, I have, after seeing get back, I want to do that too with some other singers. So like mm -hmm. the, the idea of like just riffing off an idea, making up stuff on the fly, singing out loud with confidence, maybe harmonizing with another person and seeing what they do when you do your thing, you know, like, you know, there's, cause I, I do 
some other improvisational type music that, you know, it's like, you never know what you're going to play until someone else starts playing. And when you're songwriting, you know, there, there's probably a, you know, a parallel to that with writing. And I feel like Lennon McCartney were so great because, you know, it's like, we can work it out. There's a sunshiny verse and then life is very short, you know, and it's like the dark yeah. chorus, you know, it's like the yin and the yang there. That's yeah, what, yeah, you know, sure. it's like, no, you know, you, you know screw that. You, life is short, you know, like, it's like you got to have some darkness in there too or something. And yeah. 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 So, uh, so I try to do that on my own. I try to you know, break out of the verse for the chorus. But sometimes it's just, there is no chorus. I mean, I, sometimes the song just, it, it, maybe there's just one, it, you know, it just goes to a minor chord at one point and that's, that's the lift or something. You know, it just depends on kind of what the, what the tune is for me. Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. yeah. Excellent. So what's, uh, what's next uh, for this song? Well, uh, for the song, I don't know. We're, I'm doing a record release show at, at, uh, the Ark in Ann Arbor in a couple of weeks. And that's, that's sort of a famous folk club here. So mm -hmm. some of the, some of the stuff we're going to do a little bit less, you know, this song we can really do how it is on the record. But, um, I play a lot of the stuff on the recordings. I play the organ and piano parts. So mm -hmm. I actually, uh, I have a really great keyboardist that I'm playing with at that show. And so it's, it'll take on, it'll maybe be a little more honky tonk and a little more, you know, it just have a little bit more rock and vibe to it. But, it, but, but the, 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 the album, the, the album is out on all streaming services. And everything? Yeah. So I, th this song was released uh, over the summer as a single, and then because um, it was, it's you know, it's it is kind of a more upbeat drive around with the you can put it on drive around in the car kind of song. Um, but yeah, the record just just came out, and uh, you know, there's it's it's kind of more ballad, but there's. There's flourishes of, I've got, like you said in the intro, there's some synthesizer, there's some horns, there's, mm -hmm. there's things that kind of bring it a little bit out of that Americana kind of vibe that nice. song. Very cool. I like that. Definitely, definitely keep a listen to that. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm here in the band, and I think that uh, means all the time we have on Song Talk Radio. Special thanks to Darren James, awesome stuff. Um, so where can my listeners hear more of your music? Oh, we're streaming uh, on the web, uh, Darren James, Darren with E-A-R-R-I-N, as I spell it. And uh, my older discography, Darren James Band, uh, that is also a little more bluesy, that kind of stuff. And um, I also have, a, if you check out Ravine Records, that's other stuff that I produce also. And then I've, I've written some songs that I've produced for other artists, and I've done some of those productions. So, um, that's a whole other thing, you know, writing a song, like <laughs> giving a song and trying to write a song that somebody else is going to sing. But um, cool. there's no record to check out some of that. We'll have to get you back on the show to talk about that because that sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right. And yeah, we don't want to survive, right? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We want to hear from you, our listeners. So please send your comments on Facebook or Instagram through at Song Talk Radio or send us an email, feedback at songtalk.ca. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes. And subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider. You can find links to all the products, books, and web services we mentioned on the show on our resources page on the website. And please join us at our next monthly Song Talk meetup, whether you're in Toronto for our in-person meetups or anywhere in the world for our online meetups. It's free to join on meetup.com, free to attend, bring a song and a lyric sheet, and get constructive feedback from other songwriters. Stop by songtalk.ca for the link. 
You can follow me at neilmoji.com. You can follow Phil. And Darren, what's your favorite social media channel? Where do you go most? Oh, uh, you can uh, find me at Darren Darren's Band at Instagram or Facebook. Look awesome. Uh, be sure to stop by the website, songtalk.ca, to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in and keep, keep on, on writing. Come on. Come on.